eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Bill O'Brien is headed to New England. Alabama is searching for a new offensive coordinator. It is Friday, January 27th. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glenn. The offensive coordinator spot has opened up on Nick Saban's staff after Bill O'Brien decided to leave to join the New England Patriots in that same role. The Crimson Tide now undergo a search for the next leader of their offense with quite a few notable names being mentioned for the job. Joining me to discuss all this, the search and more is Travis Ryer of Bama Online. Travis, how are you doing? Thanks so much for joining me. Really appreciate you giving me some time. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Lance. So Travis, like I said, Bill O'Brien heading to New England, the new offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Tell me to start off, what is the fan base reaction? How do they feel about Bill O'Brien deciding to leave and go to New England? Are they happy? Are they sad? Are are some upset with it? Are some joyful over it? Obviously, he was a, a polarizing offense coordinator, to say the least. What's kind of the pulse of the fan base regarding Bill O'Brien's decision? Well, as you might expect, following a season in which Alabama wasn't a part of the college football playoff for one of the very few times in the existence of the CFP, I don't think Alabama fans, for the most part, have a problem with either Pete Golding or Bill O'Brien moving on. So uh, you got to figure that into the mix. You know, I think Bill, when you talk to a lot of Alabama fans or get their sense on the issue, you know, the 2021 season, historic in a lot of ways. When you talk about the passing game, especially with what Bryce Young was able to do and winning the Heisman Trophy, you got to credit Bill with his work and, and helping Bryce achieve that. And that was a team that was maybe just an injury or two away from a national championship in 2021. The season kind of caught up with them. That's not an excuse. That's just the college football world we live in these days when you got to win or you got to be a part of probably 15 games and win that 15th game to be a national champ. So uh, 2022, you went through some changes on the outside at wide receiver and in the backfield. You brought in a couple of guys via the transfer portal and Jermaine Burton at wide receiver and Jameer Gibbs at running back and they proved helpful throughout the season. I think Jermaine finally started to become the guy 
guy they needed him to be late in the season after the damage had pretty much been done in losses to Tennessee and LSU. Jameer throughout the season was really good explosive, uh, maybe not in terms of what they had had the previous season with Brian Robinson and being able to go get hard yards, tough yards, fourth quarter yards uh, as much, not just Jameer, but their running back position in general. And, you know, it just never really came together. And I'll say this in connection to Pete Golding, too, in terms of complementary football, special teams, offense and defense working together in sort of concert, this might have been the worst team or one of the very worst teams Alabama's had in that regard in the Nick Saban era. It just, it never really matched up in all three phases. They had major failures in the kicking game. They had major failures at critical times on defense and offensively they they did as well. So you have to take all that into account. You know, I think there's a fan base in New England that's probably especially excited about Bill O'Brien heading back their way. Uh, But again, similar to Golding, I think, Uh, Alabama fans feel like this is probably a good getting off point for both parties. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots have had to deal with, uh, I think, a tandem of Matt Patricia and and Joe Judge. Uh, And as a Giants fan, I know just how bad uh, the Joe Judge-led offenses are. Uh, (laughs) So I'm sure they're excited up in New England uh, for Bill O'Brien to come back to the NFL and and lead that Patriots offense. You mentioned a couple pieces of that Alabama offense that kind of came on late, right? Obviously, Jameer Gibbs, he was really special for the Tide for most of the season. Uh, Unfortunately, obviously, he's headed to the NFL. Jermaine Burton, someone who came on late, he'll be back. But the biggest one, Bryce Young, obviously headed to the NFL, likely number one pick, or if not number one, top three pick for sure. Do you think Alabama, whoever the offensive coordinator is next season, do you think they have the pieces in place or on the roster right now to sort of mimic offenses of the past, those high-flying offenses that we saw with Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs and Jalen Waddell and so on and so forth? Do they have those pieces on the roster? Because personally, I think what makes a great offensive coordinator is great talent around them. And we know Alabama is going to have great talent, but do they have that ready talent to take that next step on offense? Yeah, I think they do. I think right now when I look at them with Bryce moving on and Jameer moving on and some of those pieces, to me, they look a little bit pre-Tua-ish. You know, if you go back to 2015, 2016, maybe that type of personnel, uh, more so than what we saw from 2017 with the run of wide receivers and Najee Harris and Josh Jacobs. And I think their their running back position, though, even with Jameer moving on, has a chance to be a real featured aspect of the 2023 offense because McClellan projects to be back. Roydell Williams is another veteran that'll be back. But Jamarian Miller showed some really promising signs as a true freshman in 2022. You got a guy in Justice Haynes coming in, uh, Young coming in as a five-star recruit, those type of talented guys at the running back position that you're going to add. So I think you're in a good position there. Uh, quarterback, that's obviously the big question. Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson. You know, I think Jalen was a little bit of a victim of playing too much, maybe in 2022, because there was the good, as in when he came in for Bryce at Arkansas there in early October, did some good things, uh, had the big run in the fourth quarter, and then a week later, he gets a start against Texas A&M. And even though he throws three touchdown passes, the turnovers in that game are what Alabama fans are going to remember the most about Milrose's uh, uh, start against the Aggies. So, you know, he's got a lot to prove to the fan base, but look, Nick Saban, 
what's left of the staff beyond Bill O'Brien, and there's still plenty. They have enough to go on. I, I do think I do think there is excitement about Ty Simpson, though. I mean, this is a heralded recruit coming in in his own right. He is a guy that really has shown in limited opportunities and ability to access all of the passing game. I think that's going to be critical in this, too. I don't think they want to be Derrick Henry with 400 carries in 2015. I don't think they even want to be what they were in 2016 in Jalen Hurts' freshman season while they were very good running the football. Ultimately, when they got in the biggest stage and the biggest game, they couldn't convert third downs, and the passing game wasn't good enough against Clemson down in Tampa. So Nick still wants to have that balance and that down-in, down-out threat of the explosive play in the passing game. So, you know, either or both of these quarterbacks is going to have to show that. And then you look at the pieces on the outside, as you outlined, with Jermaine Burton and Ja'Cory Brooks coming back and the young receivers that were able to get some experience in the slot. It looks to be a pretty good situation. They should be able to protect pretty well up front. Uh, J.C. Latham coming back after a nice season at right tackle. Anticipate him going to left tackle. They've got some young linemen that they continue to develop both on the interior and and also at tackle. So we'll see how that plays out. But in terms of attractiveness of this job, I, I still think it's it's right up there at the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is really look at the recruiting rankings of the previous years. You know, obviously, you're always going to see Alabama usually at number one, if not at number one, then at number two. But again, that's even a rarity. And, you know, you mentioned they have all these pieces, all these guys coming back. Of course, all eyes are going to be on that quarterback position. Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, of course, we at 24-7 Sports had Ty Simpson as a five-star, one of the top five quarterbacks quarterbacks in his class. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to look at some names in this offensive coordinator search. Keep it locked in. You're listening to the College Football Daily. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Back here on the College Football Daily, Lance Glenn joined by Travis Ryer of BamaOnline.com. So Travis, let's look at some names. And you know there are some pretty notable ones being mentioned for this search. Joe Brady, Jeff Lebby, Cliff Kingsbury, I've even heard thrown around. There was talk of Dan Mullen, but I've since seen that maybe that's not necessarily going to happen. Who are some names that you're hearing uh, early on in this search? And what direction do you think Nick Saban could potentially go with this new offensive coordinator? Yeah, it's tough, first and foremost, to kind of pinpoint Nick when it comes to these searches because we've seen him promote from in-house. I mean, you had a guy like Michael Oxley that came to Alabama, the analyst route, then he went on the field as a wide receivers coach. 2018, he ends up being the offensive coordinator before moving on to Maryland. We've seen coaches come down from the National Football League. Of course, Bill O'Brien most recently it fits that bill. We've seen Brian Dable come down from the NFL previously. Uh, we've seen risers. His first year on the job, Nick Saban had Major Applewhite and a one and done at the offensive coordinator position. So there's been a mix. I think it is going to be someone, obviously, that's experienced uh, at that level, preferably with the quarterback title also as a part of that. That's going to be huge when you can when you talk about, as much as anything, the continued development of these young quarterbacks. Uh, I know that's going to be very high on his list. So again, kind of tough to pinpoint, Nick, but the names that you threw out there, as far as sensible names, I would say other than Dan Mullen, the two or three anyway, uh, make a lot of sense. Now, Joe Brady, you're seeing in connection with a lot of NFL coordinator jobs, and there's a lot of offensive coordinator posts at that level that are open to him. So maybe he gets another shot at that level as an OC. And I got to think if that's the case, that's the route he's going to take. Levy is the guy that Again, when you talk about a college guy that would make some sense, at least in some ways. Now, does he leave Oklahoma for another coordinator position? He's in a good spot where he's at. Uh, it is also his alma mater, I believe. So that that adds to the entry. I, I think some of these guys are going to get some nice raises probably out of Alabama as has become more of an annual tradition around football. But no, those are the names that you hear. Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know if you can even get him on a Zoom call right now. He's in Thailand, right? Living his best life. So, But, you know, Cliff, he is kind of that Lane Kiffin candidate, I would say, in all this. You know, Lane, when he made the move to Alabama, that came as a big surprise back then, back around 2014. Now, I don't think with what we've seen Nick do at that position, and this will be his ninth offensive coordinator, by the way, at Alabama. I, I just don't think there will be a surprise. You know, I, I think there's a fit. I think there's guys that make a lot of sense. I think there's even a guy like Liam Cohen at Kentucky. I think if he hadn't just taken that job at Kentucky, he would be a name that would make a lot of sense because he has the NFL background. He's worked with Eric Wolford, Alabama's offensive line coach previously at Kentucky. So yeah, that's kind of the stage we're still in right now. Lance is just a lot of names out there, a lot of connecting of dots, but we all know at the end of the day, it's it, Nick Saban kind of works on his own time frame. Although I would say, you know, we're almost to the month of February. You're going to be starting spring practice in March. So I got to think that time frame is coming here pretty quickly. Yeah, I was just going to ask, do you think within a couple of weeks, like you said, spring practice, it's it seems far away now, but it's going to come up soon. You'd think that an offensive coordinator will be in place by then. I'd be frankly surprised if, if one's not. You think within a month, maybe, you know, three weeks, we could see a hire made? 
Oh, I think so. Yeah, I would think so. Now, you know, you, you still have National Signing Day or what used to be National Signing Day yeah. coming up next the very minimized, The very minimized oh, National man. Signing Day. <laughs> it really is. It's Costco Signing Day. I don't yeah. know if I can say that. <laughs> that's what it's kind of become. Uh, Dollar General, maybe. Yeah, better there you go. Signing Day. But no, seriously, I, I think that Alabama did most of that heavy lifting, obviously, in December. So there's not a whole lot to, to do there. So, yeah, I got to think here in the next week, 10 days, I'd be surprised if we didn't see some some pretty significant movement, not only on the offensive coordinator front, but the defensive coordinator front as well. Yeah, don't forget, of course, Alabama already searching for a defensive coordinator after Pete Golding uh, left and, and took the job uh, at Ole Miss. Uh, so, Travis, I'll let you go on this one. Nick Saban and his staff in the past have been known to kind of be a place for coaches to rehabilitate their images of sorts, right? Let's say they they got fired from a job or left the job, they would maybe start as an analyst and, and kind of work their way up, or they'd get hired as a coordinator to try to use that as a stepping stone to a to a better job, whether it be in college or in the NFL. But you also said that, you know, this is Nick Saban's ninth offensive coordinator in, in his tenure at Alabama. Do you think he could be looking for something more than just a short-term guy? You know, could he be looking for, and granted, you know, being at Alabama, it's kind of hard to not be a short-term guy. If you run a su- successful offense, teams are going to be looking looking at you for head coaching positions, but do you think he could maybe decide to go a route where it's not necessarily a coach trying to rehab their image, where it is maybe someone younger who's trying to rise, maybe like he did Major Applewhite in his first mm-hmm. you know time at Alabama? Yeah, you know that's where you kind of heard some names, you know, earlier, like I guess a Garrett Riley who has since landed at Clemson. So yeah, I, I could see some of that too, uh, potentially. Although again, since Applewhite, he's gone more with the the veteran type of coach at the offensive coordinator level, whether that's been good experience, bad experience, or some of both that that candidate had accrued throughout their previous years on jobs. Uh, that's that's sort of the approach he's taken. You know, he's got a guy like that already that he recently hired on defense in Austin Armstrong. You're talking about a guy 29, 30 years old, recently the defensive coordinator at Southern Miss. So there's some things that could play out even with Armstrong maybe on the defensive side of the ball. But you know, on offense, he's gone in-house. I've said it in the past. I know Alabama fans aren't enamored by the name Derek Dooley, but he is one of those in-house analysts right now, similar with Dot Todd Grantham on the defensive side. That's another name Alabama fans haven't responded well to on the roundtable or message board. But again, I think you have to take them all into account when you think about Nick Saban making hires at the coordinator spots. Yeah, I, I could see why uh, Derek Dooley and, and Todd Grantham for OCBC <laughs> may, may not... Uh, really excite the the Crimson Tide fan base. Uh, but nevertheless, remember to stay locked into the search and everything around Alabama football over at BamaOnline.com. And of course, follow Travis on Twitter at Travis Ryer. Really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and subscribe as well. For Travis Ryer, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.